I just came by to stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, and welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect. I am Christine. And I'm Regina. Happy spring! I can't believe that it's April already. Everyone in California is taking all those like wildflower poppy field photos. Oh my gosh, yeah! I see them all over my Instagram and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a beautiful time, you know, new flowers, new job promotions. So Regina just got promoted in her job. Congratulations! I'm so proud of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was something that I had to take a stance for and really prove to everyone, like, this is why I think I deserve this. This is, you know, I can take Mm -hmm. on this amount of responsibility, etc. And so, yeah, it feels really good that it finally happened. I mean, we covered a lot of this topic in previous episodes. You know, for you to reach this moment in your career (laughs) is a great and amazing deal. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. So going off of that topic, Christine, what are we going to talk about today? We are talking about friendships. And I know we just talked about like, oh, yay, new beginnings, happy people. But this topic is about (laughs) friendships and growing apart from (laughs) your best friend. Or just like friends that you're really close to. Basically, it's the idea that as we go through the different stages of our lives, we outgrow many things like old habits, attitudes, fashion. You know, it's because we're just changing and growing as people. And as I've gotten older, I realized that friendships have become one of the things that you can outgrow. And that was a really hard reality for me to accept at first. Or friends that you couldn't go a whole day without talking to, or just the first thing that happened in your life, you're like, oh my god, I have to call this person. To realize that that's not the friendship anymore, it's, it's heartbreaking. And how do you know when to choose to fight for a friendship and when to know that it's just time to let go when the friendship has run its course? So I wanted to explore how does one deal with losing and letting go of a bestie? And I, and I know specifically for me, you know, growing up watching Disney Channel and all the shows on Disney Channel, they always idolize what Biffle is supposed to be, you know, a BFF for life. It starts in high school and it's something that carries on throughout the rest of your life. And unfortunately, it is kind of a reality that sometimes those biffles only last that period of time in your life where you really needed each other. Mm -hmm. But that's okay because they were able to help you during that time. And especially when you go through the different stages of your life where it sounds like a sad way to phrase a friendship, but a lot of times friendships are built around convenience. You know, the time and space where you guys are in the same city, you guys have the same schedule, you guys go to the same classes. Therefore, it's naturally to have a closer friendship because you're spending way more time with each other. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you and I have been friends for mm-hmm. quite a while. Five now. years? Six years, yeah. Maybe yeah. even going on seven, I don't know anymore. <laughs> And through this friendship, I feel like you've become more like a sister to me than just friends. Have you always been this way with your friendships? Yeah, I've always been someone who viewed friends more than just friends. They're like an extension of family to me. 
And because of that, I've had to learn a lot of tough lessons in regards to friendships and tailoring my expectations. When I look back on some of the friendships that I lost, it actually really hurts my soul. You know, all the inside jokes and memories that you guys shared. And, you know, one friend really sticks out in particular. And her name, (laughs) this could make me sound really like narcissistic, but her name is also Christine. And I've known her since kindergarten, and she's always been known as Tall Christine and me as Short Christine. But we were really close, and we went to elementary school, junior high, to high school together. And I have to say that if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have worked in the Asian American entertainment world. She was always so encouraging. And the thing was, for me, I was very different from a lot of my friends, because I've always just kind of been that friend that's like, I don't know what I'm doing, and I want to find my calling, while all of my other friends are like, (laughs) I'm gonna get my PhD. So she was also (laughs) on that stable course, but she always tried to understand. And the first person I called whenever anything happened, and she'd just be so excited for me. But now, I would say maybe three, four years ago, we just stopped talking. And it wasn't just like a sudden stop. It was just more so that I saw the dynamics of our friendship change. She wasn't the first person I called anymore when something exciting happened. She changed and I don't know if she probably thinks that maybe I changed but I realized when we talked she didn't really care as much about what I was doing anymore she complained about the same things at work kind of was just in that mindset of her 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 and I get it because you know we move on to the different stages of our lives especially in your 20s when you finally get a stable job you work so much then you get a boyfriend who becomes maybe your fiance you have a mortgage, you have like adult responsibilities. So it's not just as open and free and, you know, you're going through different things at different points of your life. I think what was important to her suddenly wasn't as important to me and vice versa. It just basically came down to just on different wavelengths. When I think about it, maybe I've let her down just like I felt that she's let me down, but not in a significant way that we're like, oh, I can't be friends with you. There was no dramatic fight. There was no, oh, I hate you or nothing like that. And I think that's where it feels sad in a way because it's just the friendship just drained out. Both of us, just to be frank, didn't care enough to save it. Because, you know, friendship is a two-way street. And both of us, I think, at the same time, we're just spending time away from each other. And we got used to that. And we just moved on from our friendship. And one day you look back and you're like, oh, I guess we haven't spoken for three years. (laughs) You know, and you're like, how did that happen? And it wasn't, yes, I know totally I can call her any time and just be like, hey, what happened? What's going on? But same for her. But I feel like we're both just fine without each other. Yeah, like we're just not that type of friend anymore. We're not besties. And I think we're both okay with that. It's just more so like we're acknowledging that this is where our friendship has landed. And that is a lesson that I've learned throughout my life where I used to be so hardcore with, oh my God, we're besties. We have to let the world know we were best friends. And I was thinking about it. I was like, ironically, Christine was the one who taught me this great life lesson when I was going through this with another quote unquote bestie. She's like, you know, maybe throughout life, you just accept the different level of friendships as they are. So someone who was your bestie may downgrade to just a friend and then a casual acquaintance. And just have to recognize it for what it is instead of forcing it. I think there's a lot of pressure that comes with the word bestie. Yeah. Like to put that label on things, it's basically the middle school, elementary school version of having a boyfriend, right? Of having labels on something. Mm-hmm. To call someone your bestie is to put a label and being like, this is my person. 
<laughs> nobody can touch this person. But I completely agree with you. Like, I think that as you grow and as seasons change, I've had friendships too where in that moment we liked all the same things. I remember in middle school and high school, I watched a ton of Japanese and Korean and Taiwanese dramas, and I had this one friend who just watched all of them with me. And at that point, she was my bestie. We spent every waking moment, every day talking and hanging out, but it was very circumstantial. Now that you've had time to process this relationship with the other Christine, the other Christine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, there is no other Christine, it's just myself. <laughs> That's the plot twist. <laughs> well, now that you know, you've had time to process this relationship, this friendship, do you feel you need that closure? Or do you feel like you're kind of okay with leaving things open-ended? That's a great question. And that's something I have been thinking about for the past three years when we actually just started to drift apart. And I've gotten to a point in just my life personally that I'm okay with letting it be. Who's to know? Who's to know maybe in like two, three years we things pick up again and then we're friends. Like I don't need to cut off a friendship or end it in a way. And I used to do that. That's the thing. That's, that's how I lost a lot of friendships because I would just have to be like, okay, we're not friends anymore because this is not what I thought it was. <laughs> and here's your yeah. contract, so sign your termination letter. <laughs> so good luck to you, you know. Uh, <laughs> this friendship is taking a different direction and you're not coming along with it. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I've learned not not to do that. <laughs> it doesn't have to be so dramatic. Like, it's actually part of life that people change and you don't have to define, unless you want to. I mean, some people, that's how their friendships work for them and some things happen for you to be like, hey, that's not okay you cross the boundary and I need to say something about it exactly and it's totally fine to do that because I think that that's actually what strengthens friendships I mm -hmm. have some of my closest friends now when we were younger because of this ideation of what it means to be a best friend to mean that you get along all the time and you love each other unconditionally you didn't want to bring up the bad parts and that's when things fester. Mm -hmm. But I think that one of the beauties of having such a deep and long, meaningful friendship is that you have the ability to move on from that. Being able to confront one another and work through it to become better friends. But there are instances too where this huge fight blows up and you realize how different you really are. I think that ways to prevent something from exploding like that is to bring up things as they go. I think that's where you determine for yourself if this friendship is worth fighting for. Exactly, yeah. So how about you? Do you feel like you need closure with friendships that have kind of faded or you're just not as close to anymore? Yeah, definitely. I have one friend in particular, Nikki, in middle school. We hung out all the time. It was a friendship that I felt like we each needed at that point in our lives. As our friendship continued to develop, we continued being really good friends in high school. And it wasn't until junior year when she started dating someone that I started to notice a little bit of a change. Like, we weren't spending as much time together anymore. She would make excuses to go do other things, which would be to hang out with this new boyfriend, which I was fine with. But, you know, we were still good friends. And that's kind of how I always saw it. And then came senior year where I started having other friends and other activities and we were applying for college and we were applying to different colleges. And so I felt like our paths started to diverge. At the end of the day, I still thought of her as one of my closest friends. 
I took a family trip at the end of senior year, right before I went to college. This was probably like at the all-time low of communication between the two of us. So I remember reaching out about three months after I had come back from my trip. Mm-hmm. I'd already started college. And I was just like, oh, hey, how are you? Just wanted to check in to see if you got my postcard. And she just wrote back, yeah. Oh. And to this day, I have no idea what happened. But I noticed that she's deleted me off of Gchat. She deleted me from Facebook, removed me from all social. And I never knew what happened. Oh, my God. What did you write in that postcard? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if it was because she was upset that I ended up always being kind of closer to the third girl of our little girl group. But that was one friendship that I never received closure on. Mm -hmm. Not to say that I would think that it's worth fighting for because obviously it's been years now and she doesn't really come up in everyday life anymore. But it was just one of those things where I would have liked to have known, was this just the fate of our friendship? Or was there really something that I did that really wronged her that she's still really upset about to this day? I think that that's one of the instances where I would have liked to have have had her reach out to be like, hey, you know what? This really hurt me. And for me to apologize, even if our friendship can't get back to where it was back then, there are instances in which as you get older, as you're, you know, living your own life, there are tendencies where you might have done something that hurt someone else unintentionally and never knowing it or addressing it. I think that's just something that I would like to know for my own peace of mind. Right. I feel like a lot of friendships or just relationships are just based off assumptions. Yeah. And you kind of put the story in your own head of how you see life and they do mm-hmm. it on their end. Mm-hmm. And then when you guys never get to clarify it, then those two alternate realities exist in both of your memories. Right. Do you still miss her? Do you think about her? I think in instances like this where I look back to being so close with her for sixth grade through 12th grade, that's like six years. That's as long as I've known you, essentially. And I think that if you and I were to stop talking kind of out of nowhere, I think that I would wonder a lot about why did we stop talking? I think that at this point of me looking at that friendship, I really do feel like I did something terribly, terribly wrong. Mm, For her to react that way? For her to react that way, for her to delete everything and for her to really shut me out that way. As you said, right, if I were to ask for her side of the story, it might be completely different. Mm -hmm. But what I've built up in my head, because I don't know the whole story, is that I must have Mm -hmm. hurt her. And if that is the case, I would like to apologize for that. Even if our friendship doesn't get back to where it was, I think that if I hurt her feelings, whether or not I think that my actions are right or wrong, if her feelings are hurt, I do want to apologize for that. So then why why haven't you contacted her? I feel like at this point, so much time has passed. I think for her specifically, because she shut me out in such a drastic way, it really seemed like she never wanted me to contact her again. Were your feelings hurt? If it were me, I would be like butthurt about it. Because it's like someone that you're so close to just, she's basically saying I could delete you from my life and goodbye. Yeah. Initially, I think I was really hurt. Mm -hmm. The bottom line of it was just that I never got closure. I never knew why. And so for her to be able to so easily just cut me out, 
that really sucked because I felt like I invested so much time and effort and patience in helping her grow and she did the same for me. You know, I always, I'm a really, really big believer in the fact that friendship should always help you grow. You should always be encouraging one another. And when you start to realize that, wow, yes, I've known this person for 10 plus years, but they're not helping me grow anymore and they're not uplifting me anymore. That's when it, and I hate to say it, but it's easier for me to let go because I don't see this friendship helping me be a better person. I think there's a lot of friendships that I've learned. The people just stay in that stage in life. So it's like people they've known since high school, they always just talk about high school life. Yes. And to this day, they still hang out with the same high school people. (laughs) I mean, which is fine, but it's one of those things where as I'm changing in the way I think, and it's like when friends are having babies and getting married and you don't, like their lives are completely different. Their conversations are completely different. That's why they end up becoming friends with other parents because they can have that dialogue. And I feel a lot of times when I go through my life, there's a lot of people that are still stuck in college or high school and they only want to talk about those things and when I try to you know talk about things that are a little bit more philosophical or I'm like hey what do you think about this they aren't on the same wavelength as that so I understand that that friendship is a living capsule of what our nostalgic memories are that's totally fine to have those friends in those categories you go to your other friends for different types of conversations or different types of activities I definitely have those where I have really really close friends close friends for different things because mm-hmm. I have a wide variety of interests. That set guideline of what it means to be a bestie doesn't really need to be there. As long as you have people in your life who are contributing to your growth and to your success, I think that that's what's more important than labels. I also feel that you shouldn't force a friendship. That is why I can let whatever our friendship is with me and Christine to be what it is. Because there is something to be said about trying to pull the nostalgic memories, like the history that you guys have and share into what your friendship is now and kind of get confused as to how close you are. Your friendship is based off of the history that you had with each other, which I feel is a beautiful thing. And that's what I am taking away with my friendship with Christine, because I think the breaking point or kind of where we started to fall apart was that there were major things happening in probably both our lives. There were major things happening in my life Mm -hmm. that were bad and also great but she didn't want to come along for the ride like she didn't seem like she wasn't as invested yeah invested Mm -hmm. and then that really did hurt my feelings to be honest because she knew that they were happening but then she never reached out and I was in a really difficult spot in my life and she was the one person that I thought would have called me even if when I texted and called her about it she wasn't the same where she wasn't like oh my god my friend needs me she didn't answer Mm -hmm. i think in that sense when i was going through my growing spurts into the later half of my 20s she wasn't there and in return i also wasn't there for her in those things and for me if i focus on that then that taints our entire 20 plus year of friendship like you regina i believe that people come into our lives for specific reasons if like i said if it weren't for her i wouldn't have been able to accomplish a lot of the things in my life and i am forever appreciative and love her for that and that's how i'm going to cherish and honor our friendship I don't need anything else from her at this point in that sense. And you know what I mean? It's, it's not like, oh, I'm only friends with you if you do something for me. Completely. I think that there, that's a huge yeah. sign. 
the willingness for either side to reach out right. because I have really, really close friends now where I can send one sentence thing like I'm stressed or this week's been really tough and immediately the text, the calls, the hey, let's grab dinner start flooding in because that care is there. Yeah, I'm trying to do this thing now where I learn to listen to my gut more. If I feel that need to want to reach out and care, that means that this person means a lot to me. And I'm also trying to pay attention to those who reach out to me. I think that it's really important to understand those cues. This thing happens where you get really comfortable with this person that you've known for 10 plus years, 20 plus years. It just becomes a habit. And neither of you guys are really growing or benefiting from the relationship, but they're just there that's a dangerous situation to be in because then you end up investing all your time in what is unfortunately an unfulfilling friendship. I completely agree. A lot of times friendships just, they change and grow as we do. I think the the question underlying everything is what leads you to your happy? If people in your life, situations in your life are not giving you reasons to be happy or as in like you can't find happiness in that and there's actually more suffering. I've learned a lot of times reading people and their intentions. And there's a lot of people that it's hard for me to believe that because you want to believe in the best in people and you want to believe what they're saying. When it comes down to it, actions mean so much more than words. And there's a lot of people who are great talkers. So many good salespeople out there. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, I think we really are good friends because she's, she's always so sweet or he always says this. And But when push comes to shove, are they really there mm -hmm. for you? Would they just drop everything mm -hmm. and help you in a situation yeah. versus... It's kind of, and we talked about this where it was like letting go of toxic people. Sometimes it may not even be a toxic relationship, and that's what's scary that it can be like a flat line plateau of a friendship that just continues on and on and on and on. Yeah. That you would continue to invest time in, but isn't really growing. It isn't. And I think like you said, you know, your gut knows. Your gut knows, exactly. Yeah. So it is learning to spend your time wisely, like choosing the people that you want to spend your time with. And choosing that carefully because as you get older, you start to realize that time is very precious and the amount of time that you invest in someone who at the end doesn't really care as much, that says something. And sometimes in that, you realize that you didn't really care that much either. Exactly. I think that's where it's the heart of it, where you have to be honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to face too. As much as I want to be like, oh, she wasn't there. Like, I didn't care to try to save our friendship in, I guess, preserve our friendship for what it was. And now I've accepted what it is and accepted responsibility on my part for what our friendship has become. And I'm totally at peace with that. I think one last thing that I want to leave this on is that there's no need for hostility. There's no need to go around and after this friendship ends and spread rumors and be like, oh, this person wronged me and cut me out of their life. Sometimes that's just life things just kind of fade out and sometimes you just kind of let it be. And if you feel that way, maybe you should re-examine your life and be like, maybe I do need closure. <laughs> maybe I do need to call this person and figure this stuff out for yourself. Yeah. And looking back at my instance, if in college I did reach out, I think I would have felt better about it. But I think at this point, so much time has passed that nobody's stories will be clear as to what happened that I'm kind of okay with letting that go. And like we said before, you never know. Maybe one day your paths will cross yeah. and then you guys can clear the air. I think that's the great thing about friendships that 
you kind of leave open-ended and you know what you guys were at one point because you can revisit that. Don't burn the bridges if it doesn't call for that. You know what I mean? I'm saying that because Mm -hmm. I learned that the hard way. I'm glad that we talked about this because a lot of times I just re-examine friendships and go over things in my head because friendships mean so much to me and as they should, as they should because these are the people that you spend the most time with, you share your ups and downs with. So choose them wisely. I'm so glad you're in my life, sister. So glad you're in my life, sister. It was National Sibling Day a couple weeks ago, and we sent each other sibling texts. It was really, really sweet, especially coming from an only child. Yeah, I know. I was like, (laughs) Regina, I know know you don't have siblings, but you're like a sister to me, so I don't want you to feel left out on National Siblings Day. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Well, I think that wraps it up really nicely for this week's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. If you want to follow us on our social channels, the links will be in the description below. And feel free to send us an email at theperfectlyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com because you guys are our friends. So let's talk. All right. We will talk to you guys next week, friends. Bye. Bye.